Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Underhood Show presented by Mel Hamilton Ford. My name is Phil Nightingale. Morning, Josh. Good morning. Josh Private, our service director here. And we're here to take your calls at 316-462-3673. Anyway, it's the only show I know you get paid to call in on and uh, from that part. So we'd love to hear from you here this morning. Anything ailing your car, tires, brakes, batteries, uh, whatsoever. And uh, from that part, so Josh, as always, what's in that package? Uh, so we're going to mail it out to you, but it's going to consist of the works, which is an oil change and tire rotation. We use Motorcraft oil and filter products here at Mel Hamilton Ford. Uh, while we're completing that, we're also going to complete uh, a multi-point inspection, checking over the tires, brakes, batteries, uh, all the safety-related components on your vehicle, just making sure that it's ready to go for that next 5,000 miles of driving. You'll also get yourself uh, $10 to Mel's Diner, so you can get yourself something to eat and drink while you're here with us at the big corner. Complete nitrogen, so you get all the great benefits that nitrogen has to offer. And then a BG Products Package, which consists of a can of MOA or motor oil additive uh, for your engine, and then CF5 for your fuel system. Again, just getting that vehicle geared up and ready to go for that next 5,000 miles of driving. All right, let's get the phones ringing. 316-462-3673. Love to hear from you. Again, anything ailing your car, tires, brakes, batteries, anything in the automobile world, anything in the racing world that you want to talk about or whatever, we'll get you this great price package coming to you. And uh, like I said, it's only showing you know you get paid to call in on. So uh, Sitting there uh, watching that ticker, and I was like, I oh, wonder, you know. We've been known to have some technical difficulty around. I was here. worried we were having yeah. something there too, Josh. And then all of a sudden, okay, there we go. Here we, we've not had it too often, but we do have a little every now and then. Every we do now and then, there's a, have a little technical difficulty trying to get this show kicked off and stuff like that. We wouldn't think we would, but we do. I so. think it might be a time management sometimes. A scramble uh, well, yeah, I wouldn't, that wouldn't surprise to, me one iota, one bit on that part yeah. too. So, uh, hey, love to hear from you, and uh, we'll talk about anything you want to talk about today in the automobile world. And uh, you know, we were just discussing the twenty four F one fifty, which is a read fresh truck, I guess, as you would say, and I uh, would love to uh, see some of those trucks, but I think we're getting close to what they call the okay to buy to get them trucks shipped to us. I uh, got about 25, 26 of them set in there, built and sent off site. So I'm sure they're just waiting to, I know sometimes I wonder if they don't build a bunch of them so that when they can start shipping, so all the dealers kind of get them at the same time instead of scattering them. I don't know. We'll so, see. So it's fresh for everybody, I guess, uh, from that side. And, yeah, you know, exactly. So I, uh, we're talking about that and I've, I don't know. I just cannot imagine the logistical nightmare of trying to have to deal with that. You know what I'm saying? Just uh, everything on a new product launch all the way down from the, the factory going through and retooling stuff and making oh, sure. It's a piece of cake, Josh. We can handle it. <laughs> fit and finish or something like I just, uh, the number of headaches that I'm sure were, <laughs> were uh, induced over that deal. And I don't, I mean, the the F-150, it's kind of a revamp deal. It's not like a whole new, you know, model. And I think a Bronco or something when they're, no, we did, taking we've been through that rigmarole, yeah. let me tell you. So uh, when, when you're taking something from scratch and, and bringing it on board and going, going from there. So anyway, morning, Darren, morning, Jeff, morning, Delbert, morning, Tim. Get it morning, everybody. Thanks for joining in. And uh, let's get the phones ringing. 316-462-3673. That number comes right to the front desk. Tell me to get patched in the podcast with your question. We'll get you the great price package. But if we've got that value yet again, no, 130 no, bucks. It. we need so, to make sure that's correct. Yeah, it a, might be more than that now. I have a stack of cards. And then when those are, when those are out, so that's all the, uh, all the old, we got, I got to revamp something, you know, I'm just about down to the, the end of, uh, 
the ones that we had purchased uh, quite a while back. And so when those are when those are gone, we're gonna we're gonna do do something different. So All right. see what uh, see what we can come up. We with. We might have to have just a whole new package deal yeah, put together, yeah. right? Yep. Anyway, Delbert said he didn't get no notification, Josh. Maybe we do have some technical difficulty. Uh oh, coming through. So huh. I don't know. Maybe maybe not. I don't know. So. Uh, Anyway, well, you've now been notified, Delbert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, hey everybody, it's a little icy out there this morning. There was a uh, pretty good sized pile up on the uh, K ninety six over ramp going over two thirty five this morning. Didn't look very pretty up top of there from that part. I hear there's another one down on on Kellogg down by Broadway. I think's where it was. So be careful as you get out there this morning. It uh, looks like a little black ice in places and stuff like that. But Kellogg, for me, was wide open. It was completely yeah, dry. No, nobody there? Or, oh, no, you mean it dry. Just, yeah, it was dry. dry. Now, 235 was damp, but it wasn't slick. Well, I come down 96 Highway, and, I mean, everything was fine there. And then, then I turned on uh, 106.7th to go down Colwich Road. And when I made that turn, that's when I – I you have a little, a, I, everything you have was, a little something yeah, in your shorts, Josh. Yeah, everything was fine, but it definitely caught my attention. I was I went from my lane to not my lane, <laughs> and it was not intentional. And then I was like, "Oh, it might be kind of slick." Well, then naturally, so I was bringing in a customer's car. Uh, oh, okay. So that makes it more exciting yeah, to have it serviced. Well, then I get out, and the first thing I do is look at the tires, and wouldn't you know, <laughs> the, the front tires are lower on tread for sure uh, than the rear. So they need like, some little, they yeah, some, need some more rubber on there. Which in that, I'm not blaming that particular situation on the tires because uh, maybe you know, the old right foot yeah. just a little heavy this morning <laughs> trying to get around that corner a little bit. It uh, it was one of those things for sure. It yeah. definitely caught my attention. Anyway, Delbert says no ice in Oklahoma. Well, good for you. That's glad you don't have any. And uh, so I hope everybody's okay up on that bridge this morning. But boy, a couple of those cars didn't look very good. Yeah. That part. So be careful as you get out on the roads, and that's the next thing. Let's talk about Josh tires. I mean, that is one thing. And nitrogen. We haven't talked about nitrogen in a long time. And this temperatures where they are today and stuff. That nitrogen is so crucial to keeping the air pressure where it needs to be. And just uh, yesterday, I was with uh, my sister, and uh, she was calling me because she was had a low tire light on. So I walked her through to get the dash up to see. Sure enough, we had basically all of them were low, but one of them, had, only one of them, had hit down into the. Uh, bracket to turn on the light or whatever so she knows where she's freaking out making sure she doesn't have a flat which i that's what i love about the tire pressure monitoring systems today you can't walk up to a car and tell the tires low or not but you can sure look at these tread i mean on the dash and see what you've got for pressures and basically she was just one had hitting into 27 and that's what kicked them on the other one was 29 so i got her some air and everything else too from that part but uh you know if i had had her some nitrogen here she might not have as big of an issue yeah yeah, that's uh, a, you know, this time of year uh, when the temperatures are, especially the, the, you know, we're getting ready to get into, the, I think, the 50s next week. I don't know, uh, not looking too far ahead, but potentially that. But you think uh, from next week to the previous week of what the temperature difference is and all the all the arranges that we've had uh between them all, it's uh, definitely a lot different on the tires. I don't know what happened there. I don't know either. Are you touching buttons? No, I wasn't touching a thing when I did that. My screen just went blank and it's back, so we're okay. I hope we didn't lose anybody there or whatever. Okay, I hope Josh has my rig inside and keeping it warm. She doesn't like setting outside. <laughs> it's got a six inch of snow on it, Jeff, and we'll, we'll clean her up for you, though, buddy. <laughs> nah, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Nice we, and warm and inside. Nice and warm and inside, tucked away with a little pillow for. Her. Not a that? bubble, but other than that. 
<laughs> so anyway, let's get into nitrogen. I mean, that is, and uh, uh, it is a great feature, I guess, or whatever, a benefit to have in your tires. Uh, basically, 78% of what we breathe is nitrogen, but we get your tires all the way to 96%. Uh, and basically, the benefits of a lot of it, I mean, that nitrogen is really dry air. So I know it doesn't seem like it too, but condensation does get in those tires from the deal, and they should, uh, that condensation getting there can rust on the steel belts. I know that's a long time of an advantage to do that, but I still wouldn't want that part of it either. But the biggest thing is it just holds the air pressure more stable and doesn't get fluctuation with the cold temperatures and then back to warm temperatures back and forth. Uh, you know, sometimes we ought to do a little test on that and just have some proof of how much it does change. Put uh, nitrogen on one side of the tires and yep. no, yeah. no nitrogen on the other. Yep. And to see what that does, you know, here we are, we're in, we're in our shop at 70 degrees and we got them at 35 pounds. Go drive it. Go drive it and then put it outside and let it set out overnight in the cold temperatures and see how much each one drops and see where it's at. But I'd almost bet the nitrogen maybe drops a couple pounds, but I bet you compressed air will drop five, six pounds. Well, and I think the biggest difference is just uh, <clears throat> when you're operating that tire. So colder temperatures like it is today, and then you go out and run it on the highway and get that tire warm. Like, I think you're going to see a huge fluctuation in in temperatures with compressed air versus nitrogen at that point. And why that's so crucial is keeping that tire at a consistent pressure. You know, four or five pounds is going to make a huge difference on how that tire wears. Uh, but then also the temperature of the tire, too. Uh, you know, as it as temperature increases, your pressure is going to increase uh, yep. uh, as well. And so, um, you know, that's typically what happens with the tire is it doesn't just give out it over t- overheats uh, or the temperature it, controlling the temperature is what makes that tire blow out, so to speak. Yep. Tim's bringing up a great question here about nitrogen. And this is probably the most asked question that we get about nitrogen is basically about if you have to add air. Not a problem. It's not going to hurt a thing to go ahead and add air if you need to. Like Delbert's saying, he's last because he's got nitrogen in his tires and he's down there when it gets cold in Oklahoma and seeing the people lining up to the air compressors <laughs> to get air. And I do, I understand that too. Though. I chuckle a little bit to myself there, Delbert. But anyway, Tim, so that's, if you have to add air, it's not a problem. Just put the air in it to get your tire back to the right pressure. And I kind of think is nitrogen is still going to leak too. It just slows the process down of leak. I promise you, 100% of every tire out there today, even a semi-tire, is seeping air. What rate it's seeping or whatever is different from everything because it can leak through the stem, through the bead, through the sidewall. Yeah, it's just rubber and permeable and, I mean, as yeah. it flexes and everything else, it's it's going to lose air. So nitrogen slows that process down. So let's say you are traveling. you got to put air in. Just put the air in. It's okay. It's not going to hurt anything or anything else like that. But then when you come back to us or whatever, uh, just tell us, hey, I had to put air in some tires, and we'll go put it back on the machine. Instead of just topping them off, we will turn around and we'll go back and recycle that back and get you back up to at least 96%. Now, there are some machines out there that only get you to about 93 and you think, okay, 3% is not that big a deal. It's a huge deal. That last 3% is crucial on making sure you get that much more pure nitrogen in those tires to hold that pressure. So, to me, if you have to add four or five pounds of air, you're probably going to drop it to maybe 90%. Uh, Still going to be okay. Get your trip done, get done whatever you need to be bring it back and we'll hook it back up on the machine and go through the whole process of recycling them down and putting them back up uh, from that part. So not a problem, but that is, I'd say the most asked question is what do I do if I got out air? Doesn't hurt a thing. It's not like mixing the wrong fuel or in car or putting def in a, ta- in the, in the in diesel, diesel tank, tank, right? Yeah. You ever done that, Josh? 
I'm not even going to. You ever seen that, that done? I'm not answering that question either. <laughs> it uh, it it could happen. Let's just say that. Yeah, yeah it could happen. Inside joke there. If you want to know the truth of that. <laughs> So anyway, it doesn't hurt a bit. Just put your regular compressed air in it. Let us know when you bring it back. We'll recycle that thing and get it back up to the 96% and off you go and down the road where you go. Hopefully, if you're taking your trip and stuff, you already had it serviced and ready to go and there was no issues. But just watch. I, I Most of the time, I've got my tire pressure monitoring system up on the side there to see what it's doing. I love to watch that. Yep. Yep. From that part. So I got a question for you. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, this is a this this might Miss, be a good one. I don't know. Um, do I need to hit the unrecord button well, here for no, a minute? No. So this is <laughs> this goes along with uh, you know a, a new model launch or a, a new vehicle launch or uh, talking you know about the twenty four F one fifty. Of course, again, that was just kind of a subtle changes within that truck. But yep. when you were when in history of bringing a whole brand new vehicle to launch. What's a name that you can think of that of a vehicle that they brought to market? And you're like, why in the heck would they name it that? Oh, I got several of those. Probably the worst one ever that I can think of is the Pontiac Aztec. Remember that god awful thing? Uh, we so I was just talking about that with uh, Tim the other day. We were talking Remember about god awful uh, that thing was. Well, uh, we were talking about specifically because I'd seen something. Uh, and I was like, man, that is a kind of an ugly color. And then we were, we brought up the, uh, God, what the heck was his name? He had a yellow one at Hutch working over in Hutch, the uh, Aztec? Gene, Gene. Uh, anyways, it was, it was, he was a salesman, but Gene center. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly who it was. <laughs> anyways. Hey, so, Gene, you listen to that there, buddy. <laughs> so, but yes. So the Aztec would be one, but it, that's not even so. I'm thinking, you know, way back. How about so like the Etzel? Of course, that was named after. Or yeah, but was the Etzel son. ugly, or was it just a pile of poop? I think it was just so a bad think, car, wasn't it? I don't, I don't, I. Don't, I so I actually walked a, watched a document uh, documentary on that the other day. Not specifically the Etzel, but it was involved. I think what the deal was is there just wasn't enough difference between the Buick that was available at the time and then like another, uh, I don't know if Cadillac had something and just the, like the price point of the car, I think is what made it. What made I thought it, it was a lemon. I thought the thing just wasn't a good car and it had problems and all kinds of stuff. That's how I always took it. I don't Anybody know? I'd love to hear from you. Hey, let's find out from everybody. What is your, well, the other, like yeah, a gremlin. Get, oh God. Why, why would you name why would you name a car that <laughs> amc grillin yeah i don't know either so hey let's get some phones ringing let's find out what is the most weirdest car you've ever had we'll or just, a terrible yeah, name whatever it might be greg mccurry says a toyota bz4x i don't know what that was i never heard of that one huh bz how about the vega delbert says vega oh yeah that wasn't very good either was it so anybody know about that so was it uh, was it a just a Bad car, bad name, bad price. What was it? I don't really know the answer to that, but who knows? Let's find yeah. out. So anyway, anybody else got some names out there? Let's flip them on us. Or just an ugly design. I'm, I'm interested when they came out with a Pontiac transport van. They go nose dip nose on that thing. Yeah. So, and for me, like when the avalanches came out with the plastic cladding, I never really cared for, for those uh, very much either. Fred Cross says the Ford Fairmont. <laughs> yeah so come on let's get some more what's the weird names but i still want to know if anybody knows the truth about the edsel well and then i wonder too like okay you take a, a an old car a long time ago that that uh, nobody liked or wanted or uh, and then now it's sought after 
you know, what's the, uh, the likelihood of that is because, because of its bad name and bad, <laughs> uh, you yeah. know, bad production numbers and stuff like that. And now it's kind of sought after. Uh, I got Dan Wicks with an AMC pacer. How about yeah. that one? That was yeah. got awful. Pontiac, Montana. Ooh. So that was the vans. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing. The Pontiac. Uh, no, the Montana was the van. It was the same thing as a venture of the Vince Chevy venture van. Okay. So the Pontiac transport, the so Montana was after the transport, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think so. I think okay. Now Sheridan comes up and says Plymouth Prowler. Now I'm going to tell you, I kind of thought that thing was pretty cool. It did have a, I don't, it was a unique body design for sure. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I kind of thought the Prowler was cool. It didn't sell very long. They can keep it around, so it no. wasn't, wasn't very popular or anything. It's kind of like that SSR Chevrolet truck. I well, thought that was coolish too, but it didn't stick around very long either. But it was I just that was different. Cool. It was just completely different. Yeah, you know, and to step out of uh, step out of the design for the era and everything else to do something completely uh, different like that would be definitely bold for sure. All right, I need a phone call and explore the Edsel. What was the real story behind the Edsel? Anybody know? Some of you guys got to know what the story was on the Edsel. Why they called it such a, well, what did they call it? Bad car? Would, it's just a bus. It was just kind of a flop, I think. A flop? Yeah. Whatever it might be. Anybody know what wrong? What happened to the Ford Edsel? Named after Henry's son. son. Yep. So anyway, any other cool names you want to throw out there? Uh, but that Pontiac Aztec, that had to be the most ugliest thing ever in the world. <laughs> well, the vibe. How about that? So that was kind of the. Oh, I forgot about that thing, too. Yeah. That was quite, I don't know, that Aztec, that still has to be the world record of the most ugliest thing out there. And then the thing that uh, I thought, too, when, uh, so the GTO, when they brought the GTO back, I really thought that car would uh, would be a more popular than what it was. Of course, they were, I think they were made in Australia or whatever. Yeah, those cars went to Australia. And they just, I mean, yeah, they had a cool motor and stuff. Now you can really hop those things up and make them go. I lost my son, Josh. Dang it. Anyway, they could and the GTOs, those ones made in Australia, you could really hop them things up and go like it. We get one traded in every now and then. I'm just telling you, it's been WFO <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. Dan Wicks, the Rambler. How about that one? Yeah. But the Rambler. I'm gonna go fix the sign where I get going. Let's get some more names. What else you got? How about some phone calls on the Edsel? Well, let's go. Yeah, I think of uh you think of the Rambler. I always think of uh the Ram the gambler for whatever reason. Then there's another one. Okay. Etzel heard it was poor quality, uh, resulting in reliability issues. And I, you know, I would, uh, that's the other side of this thing is being a manufacturer and putting out a brand new product like that. And, uh, you know, not doing your due diligence on the quality control or research development. I th- really think that would make a huge difference too, but yeah, I know. So, so that's then, what Drew thinks. It was just a poor. That's why I thought it was poor quality. But maybe. Then the other thing I would wonder too is, uh, of course, they probably you know years and years ago didn't worry about this as much. But you think of bringing a new product to market now, but having to make it uh, universal across all markets. You know, because something a word or a phrase that is is uh, used in the U.S. may be offensive in another country. And so no, to be yeah. able to, I guess is that why they name things different in different countries and what they name it. Same car yeah. basically, but yeah. I don't know. Uh, you know, and then 
just all the all the rules and stipulations uh, of each country to be able to produce that vehicle or uh, manufacture that vehicle for that country, uh, all the different crash ratings and things like that. Uh, it would be it would be crazy. Okay, let's go another thing. Let's talk about oh yeah, Nissan Juke. I always thought that thing is funny yeah. looking in the front of those big old long headlights well, sticking the, out of there. The cube. The oh the cube. Oh my. They still make that thing. <laughs> so I don't. I don't think so. I don't. Yeah, I don't think they do. There's a lot of Nissan ones that I think are. Uh, How about the HHR? Remember that thing? Well, yeah, yeah. That was another one. That was another one. <laughs> well, and then so the but that was a uh, Dodge had the. Uh, um, yeah, what was that Dodge? Kind of the same. They sold the heck real, out. Of- real similar. A PT Cruiser. PT yeah, Cruiser, PT yeah. And then uh, they had the what did Mac- PT stand for? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, Pete. Uh, how about the Magna Dodge Magnum? Oh yeah, yeah. The station wagon. That was more. I I didn't like. That. I didn't mind that one. It was a it was a decent body design. A lot of guys took those big those big wheels and tires on them, dropped yep. them on the ground and stuff like that too. So, uh, twenty twenty four Ford Mondetto. Yes, I know. I wish that thing would come to the states. I think we need that car here badly, but I don't know what's why that. I guess it's the tariffs and stuff like that that why they can't get that car here. But I, that is a good looking car. And Tim. Daniel, you want to throw out your favorite thing you wish was here? That's the Forester. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> PT Cruiser. Pretty trashy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pretty trashy. Yeah, I don't know. That thing, it was cool when it started out, but they just had the, the longevity of that car was not there. I mean, that thing had more problems after it got to about eighty to 100,000 miles. It was crazy what that thing had there from that part. So, uh, all right, well. I guess we've maybe run that one out, Josh. Maybe yeah, we can get some more I think, I think so too. answers on that one, too. So, uh, anyway, 316-462-3673. Love to hear from you. Anything in your car, tires, brakes, batteries, anything in the racing world you want to talk about, whatever. Love to answer your questions, anything at all whatsoever. Uh, Caprice Wagon. What a boat. Okay. Yeah. And then my uh, uh, thing. Buick Estate Wagon. Wood oh, panels. Yeah, My dad had one of those seventy three. We all yeah. cruise around in that thing. Like I don't, man. I would, uh, I would drive one of those. Uh, well, the Caprice was similar to the Impala, but like an Impala SS, kind of that big body style. Oh, I got a story about 90, one of those too. Six ish era. Those were, uh, <laughs> yeah. those yeah. were cruising mobiles for sure. Uh, yeah. So anyway, personal transports. What Drew says on the PT. And then they well, that's, that sounds like an actual answer. <laughs> We're looking for something that's more favorable, okay? <laughs> anyway, this Subaru B9 Tributeca. I don't know. Have Never heard of that, that one, one either. Yeah. I wonder where that one is. Is that in the States, Greg, or is that somewhere over in the other country somewhere that they got that? Kind of like the Mondero. Mondero, or how, Mondero, however you say that thing. Montillo from that part. So... Trebecca, Tribeca. It's here, he says. Greg says it's here in the States. I don't wow. think I've ever seen one of those. You going to yeah. Google it up real quick, Josh? Just Google it up and get a picture of the Tribeca. Let's see what. Uh... Subaru B9 Tribeca. So, anyway, let's get the phones ringing. Love to hear from you. Delbert says he's seen a few of these. I must may maybe see a picture of them. I'll realize what it is, but I don't know from that part. So, uh, try Becca. Right oh, there. it's two words. Well, no. Greg says it's one. Delbert says it's two. So I'm not sure. 
which one's right or wrong or whatever either from that part. All right, any other weird names, any other cars or whatever from that part? And uh, ugly SUV, Greg says, is what it is. So let's see what that Subaru looks like. Oh, yeah. Know what it is? Yeah, look at the front of it. That is kind of ugly. Yeah, I don't think I've seen any of those running around. What year they make those? uh, Figure out what year they are. That looks kind of like a, uh, oh, Volvo had something that kind of looked like that. Yeah, I think you're right from that part. So, uh, oh, Delbert's trying to get the pronunciation right for me. (laughs) Since I can't speak the right language i guess looks like around yeah you got a big 20. picture i can put it up on the put it yeah. up on the camera show yeah, with that tribeca looks like because greg says it's an ugly suv and i think he's kind of right i think he's kind of right what do you think would uh yeah i would agree with that for sure yeah so anyway any other weird names ugly cars whatever it might be or can't believe something went i was watching uh barrett jackson and i did still blowing me away how these Older cars have been restored and done and going through the auction, what they're bringing and stuff. But I'd hate to guess how much they spent restoring those cars versus what they're getting. What, uh, I don't know what blows me away. And that's just kind of like what you're, uh, I mean, it's, you get into those older cars and to me, it's almost like a stock market, you know, that, uh, you, you don't know 10 years from now, the value of something, what's going to be a better, you know, a better investment or a better, uh, it's just, it's just amazes me how the, uh, ebbs and flows of those eras of vehicles go, uh, you know, right now, uh, the value of, a uh, like a C10 pickup or something like that is just unbelievable. And 10, 15 well, years ago, like they were kind of a dime a dozen. Yeah. You know? Well, and I tell you, talking about that C10 truck, I still remember an issue with one of those trucks is the, the real sought after truck is a short bed mm-hmm. truck because yeah. they didn't make many of those, but they made a lot of long bed trucks. So guys would whack the frame and shorten them up and make them a short bed truck. And so it really wasn't a true matching numbers. And I remember a guy rolled into Hutch with one of those short beds and was just bought it. He's it's beautiful yellow chrome wheel i mean it looked really cool as heck had a great motor in it everything else like that got her up on the old lift guess what she had been cut and chopped that, that was uh, <laughs> so he spent a little bit of money he shouldn't have spent trying to buy that truck because he just got taken so what happened on that deal that's that's the hard thing about doing some of those cars making sure where you're at and stuff but again going to the right place going to the right auction doing your research and stuff like that before you purchase something like that too and then i also think of uh i don't know the, somebody purchasing something like that of what their envision of what it was like when they had it in high school or back in the day and then they get in it today and it's like yeah, this isn't exactly what i thought it was going to be you know that's why jake keeps talking to me about my chevelle <laughs> sitting down in my basement let's restore it. let's put a motor let's go da, 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 da. he's even bought a couple motors thinking he was going to slide it on me and put it in there and go but he has no idea <laughs> how much work it is to put that old car back together and get it going i has you. no clue just turn him loose. Just let him go. Let him figure it out. Uh-uh. Huh? No. No? Not happening? <laughs> no, because if, rest- if I'm going to restore well, that car, yeah. I want to do it perfect. I want to frame yeah. off, do all that kind of stuff, and I just can't see myself spending. I bet it's spent $100,000 yeah, to easily. do it. I just can't. Yep. Yep. I'd rather go jump in my GT500 and go like hell because it's going to handle so much better and all that kind of stuff. Don't yeah. got to worry about leaking oil and all that other stuff and everything, you know, hop in that thing and go to California. So I'm going to spend a hundred grand on that Chevelle. It looks pretty just sitting down there in my basement. Got my slots <laughs> on it and everything else like that. Got a set of Hoosiers on it. It looks pretty just sitting down there and not worrying about it from that part. But, uh, yeah. So anyway, um, 
So we're talking about, uh, uh, you know, the racing side of things. We've got the race open house is uh, right around the corner. Yes. Check it out on Facebook, February 17th. Um, We have a lot of exciting stuff coming. We got a lot of vendors coming and uh, got some comments coming here. We probably better address here in just a little bit first. Anyway, we do have Monza. If you know who Monza is, he's bringing his Chevelle to put it on display. We were supposed to have it a couple of years ago, but it's taken him that long to get the car together with COVID and all that kind of stuff. I don't think he's raced it even yet. Oh, really? Yeah. I think he's just kind of drove it around a little bit, stuff like that. But Monza will be here with his 70 Chevelle. Uh, you can see that out on Facebook. It's going to be here. So excited to have him here. But we're going to have all kinds of vendors. We got uh, a long list of vendors that are going to be here for your racers to be firsthand to talk to these guys, talk to them, find out what's going on, help your race cars, help your racing business, all that kind of stuff. Of course, we'll have all kinds of prizes, all kinds of stuff. We're going to have uh, Roaring Racing here with a remote control car, set them up on the service drive to be running them around. Uh, We will, uh, uh, Chandler Dan's will have lunch for us from 11 to 1. Uh, All kinds of prizes, all kinds of stuff. You don't want to miss it. February 17th, right here at the big corner. And uh, not sure what all cars. We've got a lot of people wanting to bring cars and stuff, but all these vendors are coming. I want to make sure the vendors have enough booth space and stuff to display and have their stuff. But of course, you know, a couple of years ago, it was a really bad weather. Yeah. And some guys couldn't get here. So I hope we have great weather and stuff that uh, maybe we can have some cars on display outside or something like that, too. But uh, it will be a fun time. Not don't want to miss the race open house. All kinds of exciting stuff. And you racers, there's going to be specials like you won't believe. Gee, better be ready for February 17th. So, okay, Delbert Monza is a is his name. I know it's a name of a car, but that's a. That is his name, Monza. And I think it is because that's the first car he raced was a Monza. Oh. I think. Don't quote me on that, but I'm not, I think I'm 100% true. Too many things in the way to get the bubble car out. And that is exactly correct. I guess maybe I need to take a picture and show you how much stuff stacked are in that thing so it makes it so I can't get it out. You know, in days like today, it's perfectly fine sitting where it's at. <laughs> yeah. And yes, those tires are flat spotted, Tim. Yes, they are. But by the time I get through the neighborhood and back turned on to Meridian, they're, they're back round again and everything else, too. There's a lot of talk out there about how to not make those cars flat spot and all that kind of stuff, too. And I even bought the race ramp tire savers to put underneath there. Pretty soft tires. Yeah. Didn't work. If you need help on making them round again, I bet we could. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Trust me, I get it. (laughs) Oh, there is nitrogen in those tires, Tim, I can promise you. And that's probably more than 96% in those, too. It's probably close to 100. Number of times they've been cycled, yeah. But I do, what I do need to do, I do need to get, I want to get those carbon fiber wheels. That's my biggest scare in the world of driving that car. It's hurting one of those wheels. I think you need to you you need another one that is not the carbon fiber package. And all well, it probably could be what, what I need to do is is because that car is so rare. So and I, so many people, even my wife, doesn't understand that what that car is and everything else from that part. But that is what I'm scared about. I mean, that rim seven thousand dollars. I'm so scared every time I jump on that thing or I watch where my curbs are at and all that kind of stuff, what I'm going to do. I just uh, scares me to death. So either that or just get another set of tires. And what I think I should do is just find another good lightweight aluminum rim to put on it yeah. and then put a set of the Hoosiers slicks on it's what I should do. Jake's got those on his GT350. My God, does that thing corner and handle 10 times better with those slicks on it. Boy, but should, I guess, right? Yeah. So that's what I need to do. And that, oh, well, maybe I drive that thing a little bit more. But I'm telling you, that is my biggest fear is whacking a curb or whacking something with one of those tires and tear. Oh, God, I'd puke. 
from that part to have to do that to put another rim on that thing. So you're right. I probably need to get another base model or whatever, and then really go have some fun with it too. Of course, I don't know what time I, what time I get to do that. <laughs> else on my plate and stuff too. Hey, let's get the phones ringing. 316-462-3673. Got questions about the race open house, racing, anything ailing your car, tires, brakes, batteries, whatever it might be. Something you don't understand about your car. We'd love to hear from you. 316-462-3673. So any race open house, we talked about that. Uh, wish I could, maybe I can get a text off of from Nick here real quick and get uh, uh, the list of vendors that's coming so I can give. Uh, I don't know. Have we got confirmation on Hoosier being here yet or not? I know we talked about it when we were up there, but no, I suppose that they're all at some races and everything else. Oh, gotcha. list is, uh, from that part. So I, I still working on somebody to get here from Hoosier to talk about our Hoosier tires and all that kind of stuff, uh, from that part. So, uh, get me here. I'll get a list here. Of the open uh, vendors and stuff too. It will definitely be, uh, something if you're in the industry or just want to come up and look around that you won't want to miss. There's a, a lot going on that day, uh, that is race or related, but then, uh, also just a lot of, a lot of, a lot of fun and food and everything like that. Yeah. So it'll be a fun time, February 17th, nine to four. Uh, we'll be giving away all kinds of prizes and stuff and everything else too. Of course, a lot of discounts and stuff on everything in the race parts business and stuff too, for you. But uh, again, all the vendors, we'll get this list hopefully here shortly and I can rattle off all the vendors we're going to have sitting here with us. Uh, and some new vendors that we've not had before, which is exciting for those part. But again, Mons and his Chevelle will have him set up somewhere pretty cool. Uh, now, Ricky Bobby is not coming, Tim. Ricky Bobby is a fake person. He's not real. Oh. He's not real. He's not real. Tim, and I just want you to answer the question. Man, that is not Do you what think you it's really legit? Yeah. <laughs> As a big NASCAR fan, you are, Tim. Do you think it's really legit that he went, won a race going backwards down the racetrack? Just explain that one to me. That just that just not happening. But I will say that I did watch the Xfinity race this season at the last race for the coming in, and a guy was on fire, on fire, on the racetrack, not went across the start finish line yet, the last lap. And he was this car was on fire until he's on fire. And he puts that thing in reverse and he shoots it across to get his and he won to get into the into the uh, playoffs by uh-huh. doing that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> he didn't win the race. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> Where will the burnout box be? Well, we got to talk about that too. We oh, maybe we do need to have a burnout box. On fire. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that part of the movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I've not. Like, the other part. day, Ellie with Sam were over. We were going to sit down and watch it. And we, I don't know why we didn't, we didn't watch it, but I guess I'm going to have to break down and sit down and watch that whole movie from Again. start to finish. <laughs> no, no, I never have. Never have. Oh, now, the other day they were playing me the video in there showing me uh, he's in that 68 Chevelle and he's got the Cougar in there. I never yeah. seen that part. No, no, come I, on. Never have. I swear <laughs> to God, I've never seen that part. So we played a little blip into him getting in that Cougar. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Uh, uh, oh, Tim. Oh, Tim says, absolutely. As long as you cross the line at first, it's a win. But going backwards, running 180 mile an hour backwards. No, no. I get it. Like that guy in the Xfinity race, he flipped Every, it around. Everything that you're complaining could never happen, happened. And you're still saying that it's unrealistic. <laughs> it's unrealistic. <laughs> the guy was stopped. He just put it in reverse. Went, huh. Shot across. But that was, he had flames come out. Of the 
<laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah. So anyway, three one six four six two. Let's get some phones ringing. Love to hear from you and uh, everything else too from that part. So, uh, what else we got up our sleeve, Josh? How about an update on uh, Hutch? Well, we're gaining. I'm headed over there this afternoon to talk to a couple different uh, businesses and stuff about equipment and everything, too. So that'll be uh, exciting to get that done. We're headed over there about noon today uh, from that part. Still waiting on a contract from the fair board. So we'll get that hopefully Monday is what I'm hoping for. Uh, and then we can start moving forward, everything more faster and everything else like that, too. We've got the schedule out there for when we're going to race. Uh, I've got some exciting stuff coming. I don't want to announce it yet. A course of things that I do have up my sleeve for this racetrack. Uh, and for you racers out there that are listening, I have something really good up my sleeve <clears throat> to make sure that you're going to have a great racing surface over there uh, from that part. So be ready for that because we are going to have some. Uh, that's one thing I want to have is a great racing surface for you racers so we're not eating up tires and everything else like that too uh, from that part so i do got some uh pretty exciting stuff once i have that all locked down and ready to go uh to announce what i'm going to do on the surface itself for the first year and yes there's all kinds of ideas and things what we want to do for the second third and fourth year <clears throat> with the racetrack and that kind of stuff too we just got to get through this first year <clears throat> and show the fair board that they made the wrong decision to tear that track down so i need everybody to come over and support that racetrack show the fair that they made the wrong decision put your friends and everybody in the seats you racers uh from that part i will tell you that i have been talking to imca and we are going to have in the b mod class we are going to have a transition year for the b mods uh, so we're working on a rule package to where we can all some way shape or form to put as many not all because that's not going to happen but we can put some b mods in a transition period for the first year to transition back and forth from that part so i'd love to say all b mods but that's not going to happen but we're going to make some rule changes on the b mods with imca for the first year to get more of the b mods to be able to come and race at the fairgrounds because i know that's an issue with some of the racers and that kind of stuff too and uh already been talking to Dave Brennett by MCA about it. He's excited about it. And this is not the first time they've done that. Uh, I asked about doing some transition to the AMODs, and they really can't figure out a way to do that without some basic stuff that has to be there in the AMODs. But the BMODs, yes, we're going to <clears throat> have a transition period there for this first year. Uh, hopefully, in about two weeks, I'll be able to announce the real package that uh, we've come up with to get as many. And I know some guys say not all but to get as many as we can from that part. Enduro race. Yes, Darren, I would love to have one. I don't have one in the, in the agenda for this first year. Uh, to explain myself with that is we getting this approval in January put us so far behind the eight ball that I, we only had these dates. The dates that I put out there are the dates that the fair board gave me of the, only the dates that are available for 2024 to race. So I didn't get to pick these dates. These dates were given to me and here's the dates we can go race. So Darren 2025. Yeah. So, but what I need Darren, I need you to help me get people to put seats, help me get racers in the seats so we can prove to that fair board that that decision was to make the wrong decision to take that racetrack out over there. So and Kelly Hamilton thinks I've seen Ricky Bobby 10 times, not, and I'll put a bet on that one if you want to. Yeah, it's been 10 times this month, Kelly. Yeah, nice try. <laughs> 
So anyway, anybody got any questions on Hutch? Love to hear from you too. 316-462-3673. I'll answer your questions, whatever we can, and tell you where I'm, how we're progressing and everything else too. But I do have a lot of more exciting stuff to announce them, things coming up that's going to be fun uh, from that part. So hang tight on a few things. I wish I could announce everything today, but I don't have everything locked in tight until I get that contract from the fair board. Then once that's done, we'll be able to do that. And then again, if you haven't heard, we are going to have a transition year on the B mods to help us get as many more B mods over there from that part. And I already had several people talk to me about it. I've met with some racers already too, about what to do and what they're think is kind of fair, kind of a deal, but it's all up to, and I've moved all those answers and questions to Dave Brennan, IMCA, and he is going to be working on that real package and hopefully have something here in the next couple of weeks put together for that part. So very exciting. It's going to be exciting. I can't wait. So, and then the racing surface gentlemen, I'm telling you, Oh, look at that. Josh, I did it again. Anyway, the racing service, I promise you, is going to be a great racing service. We're going to invest some time and money to, for this first year. I cannot afford to bring dirt in. I can't afford to do that kind of stuff, but I am going to bring in the right people and the right equipment uh, to go over there and start working that track. As soon as it thaws out a little bit and things like that, we'll get over there and start working on it. Uh, but I've also got some exciting stuff to announce shortly about what we're doing, how we're going to do it, but I want these racers to be able to run a race without burning up tires. Okay. So we're going to have a great surface. I'm pretty sure. And the people that I'm talking to and dealing with the equipment, stuff like that, promise me that we can have a great surface. So if you guys would love to any more questions whatsoever, I'd love to hear from you. 316-462-3673. Um, from that part, I'll give you a few minutes here or whatever, Josh, but I think uh, we've kind of covered everything with race open house. Don't forget about that. February 17th, nine to four. Uh I'm trying to get Nick to get me a list, and so far I haven't got a list of the Most vendors. As far as the vendors being on here, Nick must be sleeping this morning <laughs> instead of being watching his phone and giving me the give me the text and stuff. I, that could be happening. Good morning, Michael. How are you this morning? Good. Good to see you on top of the game here this morning. So, oh, hold on a minute. Nope. Delbert's on the phone, Josh. Okay, we'll get him passed through. We'll get Delbert through and see what's on Delbert's mind here this morning. You know, it uh, wouldn't. You, when was the first race again over there? Oh, in Hutch? Yeah. You, you August, uh, April 26th is our first race. I mean, we're already through January uh, for the most part. This will be the last uh, last week in January coming up. February okay, Nick finally short, hit me with a vendor list, too. Short week for sure. So, What do you got on the vendor list? Aeromotive, which they've been here before. Yep. P-Tronics, Renegade, Mad. Flying H drag strip, Monza, of course, Dodge City and URSS is going to be here. RPM Speedway will be here. All-Star Performance, bar to bar. Eric Chessman with the uh, uh, HMT Arm Series will be here. And the big uh, new vendor this year is Weir's Machine will be here live. So you racers have anything to do with Weir's and have some questions with that or whatever. Weir's Machine will be here for the race open house. And there's more to come. We just don't have all the confirmations, everything put together, but we have a lot of more things to put on the table here, too. So, Delbert not coming through. Delbert gets scared and hang up. No, I don't know what uh, what happened there, but he is. And, there's a, and Nick says there is a lot more. We just got to get everybody confirmed and everything from that. Uh, Those are the ones that are confirmed at this point. So Correct. We know that 100% they are here and coming uh, from that part. Roy Freeman, you bet. Thank you very much. And, uh, Going to need that. I know the town of Hutchinson is going to support. We need the surrounding community to support the racetrack. And just we need to prove to the fair board how wrong they were of voting 
to tear out that racetrack and let's keep that racetrack over there in Hutchison. It's going to be fun and exciting and stuff too. So Roy, thank you. And I know you'll be there to support it and keep it moving forward. So uh, we haven't got Delbert, huh? Delbert, I think got scared is what I think happened. He oh, did. There we go. Got him. Yep. Here. There you go. <laughs> Delbert, Excuse how are you? Excuse me, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I thought maybe you got scared, hung up on us or something. <laughs> so, Delbert, what's going on in Oklahoma? It's nice out. Going to be in the fifties today. Woohoo! That's that's what they call a heat wave, <laughs> something like that, right? Heat wave is right for what we've been dealing with. That's for sure. Fifty is a heat wave. No, I got sent to voicemail again. So oh, you I did? don't know what goes on when that happens. Yeah, okay. glad to recall back. Yeah, all right, we we'll have to figure again that technical difficulty. We don't have it very much. Well, I guess we do a little bit. That's all right. So anyway, sorry. Oh, you guys are fine. I don't get scared. <laughs> yeah i get it uh, i'm just teasing that. well i guess if i got behind a thousand horsepower race car i probably would but you know yeah i don't I get think it. anybody that gets in one of those isn't scared the first time yep so i get it so yeah, i've uh, never been behind the wheel before, so it'd be nice to just experience it one time <laughs> i said the same thing like the uh, kyle smith's funny car just give me oh, a quarter yeah. throttle. The problem is one time wouldn't do it. You don't think so? Oh, no. <laughs> no. It would take one time to one another time. Of course, my only problem with that is, Josh, We he put me in that car and uh, out there at PRI, and I almost didn't get in. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, my yeah. old hip, I started, he started telling me how to get in the car, and I twisted around, and holy gajeebas, I hurt. What I couldn't believe was uh, once I got in there, I mean, it was tight getting in, but then just the visibility out of it. Like, well, there's none. Had, yeah, there was none. nothing. You could see just a just a little couple inches above the blower, kind of down the track, and that was it. There was no no visibility. You gotta kind of know where you're at and everything else too. And then so. The other thing I thought of too is being strapped in that thing, like if it caught on fire. Uh, I mean, and how, what? Yeah, how how quick? Could I'm get sure out he's of it? practiced how fast to get out of that thing too. I mean, I'm, I, I know you got probably a fire suit on and everything else, but man, it uh, that would be, I don't know. Of course, you're in it. You wouldn't think about any of that stuff until it happened, I guess. But <laughs> no, but I want to be practiced you up and ready to go. never happened. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, you don't want it to happen, that's for sure. But boy, I sure would still practice to make sure what I was doing and knew how to get out of that thing as fast as I could. Of course, today, though, with the fire suits we have and gloves and socks and shoes and everything else they got they do get them it does give them a few more seconds to get out of there uh but i do believe i didn't even look at that car of course I probably didn't have it on there if they, if they do oh, have yeah, a fire was, suppression yeah. system on it or whatever yeah uh from that part but they do have that big tube fire kind suppression. Of, what are you talking about there's no fire suppression on a race car oh yeah yeah they got <laughs> yeah. fire extinguishers in it mm-hmm. yep yeah, who's going to be able to get to the fire extinguisher? Come on, be realistic. <laughs> well, I think a lot of those are I'm set up. On, if I can. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of them are set up for heat. When they feel so much heat, they go. I think I could be wrong about that too. I don't have to ask Kyle how that's set up and everything else too. Where the, the how it's set up to? Yeah, that's a, that's a really interesting subject. Yeah, I've even thought about putting one on Jake's car just to have it there for him and stuff like that too. And luckily, we've not had anything any close to that or whatever from that part. But uh, from that part, so. Well, anyway, Delbert, how's everything else in Oklahoma? Good. You working today on the on the Ubers? No, not till later. We got a uh, concert at one of the uh, 
well, I'll just say it, the Paycom Center, because of what it's called. But it used to be the Chesapeake Arena, where the Thunder play. We're doing very well this year, so. The Oklahoma City Thunder basketball. Yeah, they uh, they won last night. <laughs> they don't not know. last night, but the other night. No, last night. Yeah, they won. Or yeah, was it last night? Um, they played the Penguins. Yeah. Who's the yeah. Penguins? Uh, New Orleans. I New Orleans. That's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> are these pros or what are they? This is NBA. Is yeah. it NBA? Uh-huh. Yeah. They yeah. won against the Penguins. Let's talk about if names about cars was all kind of funny. <laughs> Why would you name your NBA team the Penguins? Well, they could be the Fighting Penguins. You don't know. <laughs> that's kind of that's I a mean, weird name. Penguins are tough now. Come yeah, on, penguins. Imagine, hey, imagine if you were a fish, you'd be terrified of a penguin, wouldn't you? And just think of the know. kids you could get involved because they're penguins and they're so cute. They're so cute. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's another. How about some weird sports names? We did the, did the weird car names. I want a sports name. Penguins. I know. I didn't name yep. them. I didn't say you did. <laughs> I know, but I, that's weird. Penguins. I mean, yeah. we've talked about the shockers before. Nobody knew what that meant for a long time because the name got kind of construed and, and left out as to why they became the shockers. But, you know, it's a wheat shock. Yep. A lot of people didn't know that. Yep. Oh, yeah. The wheat. But some is... names actually have meaning, so they may have a meaning for the penguins. Not New Orleans. You think they got but... penguins down there? I don't think they no. do, do they? <laughs> Maybe in the zoo. Huh? And alligators. <laughs> well, I know they got gators. Now, that's a name yeah. I'd get. The New yeah, Orleans yeah, Alligators. That was taken already, so they couldn't use that. Mm-hmm. Who's got that one? Uh, the uh, Florida State Gators. Okay, now I get that one. <laughs> <laughs> I get that one well, for that sure. Taken, so. The New Orleans Pelicans. And crocodile doesn't sound as easy to pronounce sometimes, you know. <clears throat> yeah, I get that too, so. The crocodile, there you go. Crocodiles. So, anyway, penguins. That's still weird. That's terrible. No, I, I actually called to hopefully get so some more callers or pel- to call in because they're afraid to call in. These callers, I mean, I see there's still 19 people online, Sean. At least on my end, maybe yours is different. Yeah. But So, we had 22, 24 at one point. You people out there, you got to like, share, subscribe to us on YouTube if you want to get that, that channel built up some more. Yeah. Once they hit a thousand, they can start being monetized and maybe do some better content. Not better content. content <laughs> I mean, you know, do things, do more things because now you've got some money to do it with instead of spending. No, I get, uh, it. I understand. I was just again, just, just, know, just teasing, just teasing. Yeah, just teasing. <laughs> it's teasing. So that's all right. We're fun. Got to have some fun. If so we don't I, have any fun, we're really why I call to get more people involved in college. You know, don't think your question's stupid. I've asked stupid questions on here before, and they've, they've humored me and answered my questions. So, <laughs> pelicans, I don't pelicans, penguins. I still can't get over pelicans. That. Yeah, that, there you go. Because <clears throat> they got long necks and can, I don't know, maybe they Dunk. Can jump higher. I don't know. <laughs> big beaks. <laughs> big beaks. <laughs> Okay, Delbert, we're going to... be called the chickens, so... Yeah, the chickens. Yeah, how about that being a mascot of Fighting chickens? chickens. <laughs> Fighting chickens. There you go. All right, Delbert. Delbert, have a great day. Have fun at the concert. Again. Yep, you too, buddy. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Maybe we'll see you on the 17th. I'm going to try and plan on it. Come on yep. up. Love to see you, buddy. Yep. Sounds That'd be good. fun. Anyway, February 17th, Race Open House. Don't miss that. And uh, stay tuned to this channel. Hopefully, we're gaining... The door's open. There you go. All right. What time's the doors open, gentlemen? Nine o'clock, nine to four.
Nine o'clock. Be there, be square. There you go. Sounds good. Thanks, Denny. Yeah, we'll see you then, Delbert. <laughs> Santa Barbara banana slugs. How about that one? That's what Greg Murray brought up. Uh, there's the banana something. Is that maybe it's them? University of California, Santa Barbara. Fighting frogs. Well, is that TCU's frogs, aren't they? No, they're the yeah, they're frogs. Yeah. Yeah, TCU's frogs. So <clears throat> okay, I have a 2010 F-150 5.4 had time and change change and VCT position sensors replaced, and I'm still getting a POO22 code and starts running bad. What else could it cause? Well, Ray, I tell you. We probably need to look at it to get you a good diagnosis and everything else from that part of a POO 22 code. Uh, Ray, uh, you know how to get a hold of you. So if you want to hit me on Facebook Messenger or whatever, give me your name and number and stuff, we'll call you and set an appointment up. We'll throw it just for throwing that out there. We'll throw in the diagnostic package at no charge to diagnose that truck and tell you what's going on with it. So, Ray, hit me up on Facebook Messenger, send me your phone number or whatever. We'll call you and get you fixed up from that part. So anyway, hey everybody, it's a uh, going to be a beautiful day, right? Just sunny seventy yeah, somewhere, sunny right? Just seven. not here. <laughs> sunny seventy somewhere, just not here. So, everybody, again, race open house February seventeenth, nine to four. Don't miss it. Going to be a lot of fun. It's got a lot of exciting stuff. Keep on live on our Facebook page. Check out all the vendors. Monza will be here with his Chevelle. That'll be cool. You know, if he's going to fire it, he got to start it for us too. So. Maybe he'd do a burnout for us in front of the building. Like we're going to do. We better get some slicks on both the drag cars, Josh. We Just to, we're going to need them uh, from that part. So uh, Ray says thanks. Okay, <clears throat> the 2023 Godzilla Super Duty is a beast. Pulled an 18 wheeler out of the mud last night. Truck and driver says I'm going to go get me one of those. Great truck, great service from. Josh and everyone at Melham Ford. Thanks, Drew. That's exactly right. That 7.3 is a beast. You aren't a kid, and that is a heck of a truck, a heck of a motor, and everything else, too, uh, from that part. So, uh, anyway, race open house again, February 17th. Uh, a lot of more exciting stuff. Hopefully, BCC is getting closer on our website and stuff for Salt City Speedway. Uh, have that up and running if you want to check out my race pass already, racers. It's up and live and ready to go on that side, too. Uh, Big Corner Creative uh, doing all of our stuff for our websites, all that kind of stuff. So if you need anything for your company to advertise them, a race car wrap, windows wrap, vehicle wraps, anything whatsoever to advertise your business, give Jesse a call down at Big Corner Creative. Uh, BG Products, again, all the great preventative maintenance products we use right inside here at my home on the floor. The great partnership we have with those gentlemen there at BG. And also go to rent. And yes, Stan is back up full swing with his whole full of rental cars. So if you need something bigger, don't want to put the miles in your car, need something, a 12 or 15 passenger van, give Stan a call right inside here at Mel Hamilton Ford for your next rental car needs. Everybody have a great Saturday. Stay warm, stay safe, and we will talk to you next Saturday, 9 o'clock.